Thanks for checking out our podcasts. I'm Sam Shansky, and I'm here in Memphis at our studio headquarters, stopping by to help introduce our guests today. We'll hear from Raul Malo, founding member of The Mavericks, the Grammy Award-winning band behind albums like Music for All Occasions, Mono, and most recently, En Espanol, the band's first completely Spanish-language album. Raul Malo stopped by to chat with Amy Wright about his life as a first-generation Cuban-American, growing up playing in garage bands and dreaming of being a Rolling Stone, his work with the music documentary Havana Time Machine, and much more. Your conversations with the leaders and legends in Americana and Roots Music are right here on Insights. I was sort of fascinated by the fact that this was the first Spanish-language album that you had put out. Um, given that your background, you grew up in Miami, right? Right, right. And uh, you had um, Cuban-American parents. Mm-hmm. And did they speak Spanish at home? Yeah, yeah, we spoke, uh, yeah, fluently. And uh, yeah, they, they were, I'm first-generation Cuban-American. My parents uh, came over in 1960, 1961 uh, with, that, uh, with that group of Cubans that, that immigrated to, to the U.S., and of course, Miami has this rich cultural heritage of music, a lot of it being Latin music. You grew right. up in Miami, but you're listening to everything, I'm sure, that everybody else is listening to on the radio. What were you listening to as a teenager? Well, you know, uh, um, I, um, of course, you know, the, the Latin music is all around you. And as a Cuban kid, you take it for granted, right? So you, you, uh, you want to play rock and roll and you want to learn you know, you want to learn how to play guitar and you want to, you want to play and sing in a rock, you want to play and sing in the Rolling Stones, you know, that's what you want to do as a kid. And, um, and so I, I, uh, you know, I had all that music, but I also, uh, I, you know, I had all my little, uh, you know, my little rock and roll friends that we would, we would, we would, uh, have little garage bands and play around town and whatnot. And so it was always, there was always music and, uh, and it was, it was, um, it, it was, you know, I didn't think anything of it, honestly, growing up. I, I, I thought it was just the way everybody grew up. But now, looking back, I realize, no, that was a unique place and time, you know, uh, growing up in Miami, around, uh, in and around all those beautiful Latin American cultures, you know, that, that are so uh, vibrant in Miami and make up the make up a, a large portion of, of the, the, the population. And, um, and, you know, you didn't think anything of it. I had, I had Puerto Rican friends. I had Venezuelan friends. I had Peruvian friends. Uh, and we all listened to all kinds of music. And, of course, in their own countries, they had their own little rock and roll scene. So there was always a lot of music and a lot of information always being passed around. And, uh, and so it was a... Uh, it was definitely a very uh, a unique way to grow up, and and not only amongst your friends and your, you know your 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 little your little enclave of 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 musicians, but but also culturally in in Miami, that's a that's a unique place in and of itself. And so, uh, you know, it, it, looking back, I look back on it fondly, and and this record kind of represents. Really, though, the uh, it's a celebration of all those of all those cultures and of all that that that's that that uh, the, those lives, the, the, the just the life that we had uh, way back when, 
you know? So what inspired you at this point in time to put out a Spanish album? I know that you had taken a trip to Cuba. What was it, Cuba, to do a documentary? And was that part of the inspiration or what what was that trip all about? That trip was, uh, it was a... it was a life-changing trip for me on on many ways, personally, professionally. Um, you know, when I got there, um, I, I hadn't been to Cuba since I was a child. Uh, <clears throat> I was born and raised in Miami, but you know, you 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 couldn't travel ba- uh, back and forth. So um, to go there, um, you know, I had mixed feelings about going, honestly, um, because all my life, you know, you're you're told one thing and you're, you're, you're supposed to adhere to it. If you're from this side of the, this side of the Atlantic, you know, um, and, and, you know, very anti-communist, like every Cuban in Miami, very, very, uh, uh, anti-Castro and all that and, and pro embargo. And, and so you, you know, as the years went on, I realized that, you know, I started to change. I, I didn't have those same feelings anymore. I didn't, uh, and I'm not talking about the, the anti Castro and all that, of course, you know, uh, that, that, that's still, you know, that, that's, that's still there, but it was more about the humanitarian side of the embargo and that kind of thing. And so going over there, uh, I, I went with a bit of apprehension, truthfully, you know, but I was going with it because this, this documentary was happening no matter what. So, uh, I, I thought I'd, you know, I'd, I'd just make the best of it and enjoy it and see what happens. And and uh, honestly, it was uh, it was life changing. Um, what was the documentary major... about? Huh? What was the documentary about? The documentary was was really about music and it was about culture. That's all it was. That that's it. it so it wasn't a very it wasn't a political. Um, but like anything, it gets politicized, of course. And so, uh, funny enough, the documentary never played in Miami, uh, which is uh, which is very very telling, of course. Uh, uh, but and that's okay. Uh, I, I I don't take that that personally. But I I realize that music is uh, is perhaps the only way that I know how to maybe affect some change, and. Uh, and you know, I may not be able to overturn the embargo, but I can maybe affect some some lives. Uh, and uh, and when we went over there and met some of these great musicians, um, it was uh, it was an amazing thing to see and and to see that much talent on on that island. Um, I I didn't want it to I di- I didn't want to wake up thirty years from now and just think about you know oh man we, you know we should have, we had that opportunity to, to, to do something and we didn't do it. And so we, um, we decided to bring over uh, some of the musicians that we had met and we started this record label, Monomundo Recordings. And, and, um, and we, we brought over the Sweet Lizzie Project, which has Cuban, Cuban rock band. Um, They're fantastic. Um, You know, I can't say enough about, their their talent but also uh there's a there's a very self-sufficient uh kind of uh self-contained attitude that they have that they've had to have have for all those years existing there and so that was one thing that was different and 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 
you know, that was one of the things that I thought, well, you know, we can, we can bring over these musicians and, uh, and, you know, we may not bring down the embargo right now, but if we do this enough times and we, we continue the conversation and break down these barriers, um, then, uh, then maybe we can get to that point one day, you know, and, and that was really the thinking behind it because I just, you know, um, I just realized being over there how, how wrong and, and inhumane uh, that economic embargo that we still have on Cuba is. And uh, nobody ever talks about it because, frankly, nobody, I mean, there's so many other things to talk about and so many other issues, um, especially right now. But, uh, but that, that is really an inhumane uh, policy that we have. And all we've done is just uh, inflict punishment um, on, on generations that had nothing to do with the first, with the revolution in the first place. So anyways, it's a bit of a time capsule, isn't it? When you go and you visit because of this, these the embargo, they haven't had all the access to cars, building materials, everything that would have modernized their infrastructure. Right. Uh, and, and that's been, uh, and, and so you see that there and, and of course, you know, the, the people are just kind of resigned to it. They're used to it. Although there's some, some really, uh, um, really passionate protesting going on right now at the ministry of culture with, uh, they had, uh, with an issue, uh, with one of the musicians. And so the art community is, is, is starting to galvanize and, and at least, uh, let the world know what is going on there. And so, but, uh, but, uh, you know, it was, it was, it was an eye-opening trip to, to say the least. And, uh, and, um, and I'm glad we did that. And I'm glad we brought over, uh, these musicians, um, uh, along with them, we brought over an amazing, um, videographer, um, um, director that, 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 that is doing our videos and he does all our, uh, content and, uh, um, and uh, and and our trumpet player, one of our trumpet players, Lorenzo Molina, who is uh, who, who is uh, just a, a he played with us in Cuba, and that's how we met. And then uh, we said, "Hey, you want to come over and and uh, and play with us?" And and he was like, "Heck yeah, of course!" And and uh, so we 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 got him over as well. And and you know, those aren't massive, um, you know, those aren't uh, massive movements, but. But little, little, little bits here and there that could make a difference in people's lives, and and maybe, maybe that's how I mean, and, and that's how we that's how we can affect change, and that's all we wanted to do. Yes, and I think in many cases it's the art world that actually breaks down the barriers before the politicians can really go there. <laughs> always, it's always uh, it's always the artist uh, leading the charge usually. So how did you go about selecting the songs on the album? I know that um, some, you were reimagining some of the uh, traditional Latin songs, um, but how did you go about that selection, and what did you do with the songs once you decided to um, which songs would be on the album? There was definitely a, 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 a process to it. I, I think the, uh, the, 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 the music, uh, the songs had to resonate uh, for for one reason or another, sometimes it was uh, like, for example, "Melvida de Vivir" is an old Julio Iglesias song that uh, that I grew up listening to. My it was one of my granddad's favorite songs, and uh, 
And I always thought that that song would make a great, um, would make a great sort of uh, country rock song, a la, a la "Gentle on My Mind" kind of arrangement, because it's that kind of John Hartford type composition. And um, and so we arranged it that way, and and uh, that that one was a natural for for the record because it was exactly it to me is where 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 Latin music, pop, uh, country, uh, country rock, uh, folk, all this stuff meets together. Uh, it's just, it's a beautiful song, uh, you know, written by, by one, of the, one of the world's real uh, troubadours, uh, Julio Iglesias. And so um, to me, it, uh, it, it represents uh, a, a lot of things. Um, and, um, you know, other songs like, for example, uh, Sombras Nada Mas. That's just, uh, that's just one of my favorites. I've always loved, I've always loved those old melodies, you know, that had a, they had a, um, a signature to them. You know, there was, there was just a, there was a code that, that those writers used and, and it was a musical code and, and, uh, it to me, it's just that beautiful those that beautiful melody that lends itself to the twangy guitar and the kind of arrangement that that we gave it. Um, and to and I've always wanted to to mix those ideas together. And uh, and to me, you know, like a lot of songs on this on this album, you know, it's it's it, there's a there's a little there's a little thread that that runs through all all music, all organic music, roots music. And uh, whether you sing it in Spanish or, or it was written in, in, in Colombia or was, or, 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 you know, in the Brill building in, in Manhattan, you know, it, it, there's a, there's a, there's a thread that runs through all of it. And, and that's what I was looking for, you know, just, just that little common thread that we could latch onto and record these songs and make them our own. Well, and of course, you had your career for a large part in the country music scene, and I don't think a lot of people really think about the fact that there's so much Latin influence in some parts of country music. When you get into parts like Texas and you know, the, the Southwest, you have there's a real crossover there in with country. Absolutely. Again, there's that 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 little thread that runs through runs through all of it. And, uh, you know, we're, we're always quick to point out, uh, you know, culturally society, you know, uh, our societies, you know, we're always quick to point out our differences when in reality, you know, music is that thing that kind of just, you know, it's, it's that beautiful, um, it's that beautiful equalizer, you know, that just kind of, when you throw 2000 people into a room and you start playing some music, you know, they may not know exactly where it came from or what it does, but it makes, it moves them. And, and, and that's, that's what we've always strived for, you know, it's just, uh, it's, 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 uh, it, again, finding that, 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 that little, that little thread that, that not only connects that not only connects the music, but in turn ends up connecting us, connecting us all. And, uh, and, uh, and, and that's, that's really the point of this of this record, I, th I would say. It's a beautiful record, and I would be remiss if I didn't actually talk a little bit about how great 2019 was for you guys. It was it was a big year, and then 2020, despite the the pandemic, 
you've done some really amazing things in 2020 as well. And so uh, there, there's, was, there was a television series, I guess, that you're working, working on. I know that you've had some episodes come out. Yeah. And uh, yeah. it was repurposing some of the 30-year anniversary concerts that you did. Tell us a little bit about that. Um, well, as you mentioned, you know, th- this year, of course, uh, um, has, uh, has forced us to, uh, to pivot, I guess, to adapt <laughs> to, uh, uh, you know, to, because, uh, it, we, we realized early on that, yeah, yeah there wasn't, um, there wasn't going to be any, any touring per se, you know? And, um, uh, and so <clears throat> fortunately, we were, we were able to get our guys together, um, um, you know, several times over the last couple of months and film these, uh, these episodes for, uh, the, the streaming platform nugs.tv. And, um, you know, it, it's not touring, uh, and we would have, you know, would have preferred to, of course, have been touring, but, but they've been a lot of fun to do, and uh, uh, and 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 it's been fun producing uh, uh, what what has amounted to a, a sort of a variety show. You know, uh, I mean, it's it, you know it, our version of it. It's it's not uh, um, you know it 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 doesn't have the the uh, you know we don't like for example like on the you know on the on the Christmas show like we don't you know it's not a lot of it's not like a Bing Crosby Christmas but but uh, we we managed to decorate the set and and give it a give it a holiday uh, give it a, a holiday feel for sure and, and and but most importantly we've we've had a blast doing these and it's been fun um, <clears throat> not only to make them but also to a necessary way to stay connected with with the fans otherwise i i don't know what we would be doing you know honestly other than than uh you know re replaying old videos from 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 tours or whatever so you also did an austin city limits episode but there was yes. no audience and yeah that's got to be a little little interesting and oh my gosh yeah <laughs> it's a uh, yeah, it's 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 weird, but you know this whole year has been weird. So it's like it's it. By the time we got to Austin City Limits, we were used to playing to no audience because all these Nugs uh, TV shows, all of them were without an audience. You know, so you're you're uh, <clears throat> you're you're kind of used to it. You know, uh, you almost I have kinda, to get into a different headspace because I yeah. think so many performers get that energy from playing sure. in front of an audience, and you almost have to pretend that there's an audience there to get yourself up for it. Yeah. Yeah. You, you just, you know, you, you have to dig deep and, um, and uh, you know, just uh, rejoice in the fact that you're able to play music and that uh, somebody's going to watch it. Uh, It's a different, it's been a different thing uh, for sure. But, uh, but, you know, it's better than, it's better than not doing it. And, uh, and I'm so grateful for ACL to have been able to, uh, you know, get to the point where they can, they can, uh, they can do these shows, you know, and do them safely. Uh, so, you know, that, that's kind of been my attitude this whole year. Hey, you know, if, if we can do it, let's do it. You know, I, I mean, I know it's weird and I know that it's, it's the strangest thing to finish a song and not hear, <laughs> not hear one 
one applause, but you know, that's also, um, you know, that's also ego too. You know, we need it, you know, artists need it, but at the same time, you know, we're, we're professionals and, um, you know, you, you gotta go do, this is your job. You gotta go do your job. And, um, and so, uh, I, I look beyond the, the lack of applause and just, and know that, that you're, that you're performing and people are applauding in their, in their pajamas at home. <laughs> also bringing it back to the, uh, in Espanol album, uh, full circle here, but you actually were, were able to connect with Linda Ronstadt. She was receiving a legend award and yeah. you were her backing band. What was that like to work with Linda Ronstadt? Well, you know, we, we, uh, we, uh, we didn't actually get to work with, with Linda, uh, but we got to work with some amazing singers paying a tribute to Linda. And, uh, and, uh, it was, uh, it was, uh, it was fantastic. I mean, the, the duets to get to sing with these ladies, um, you know, even, even though we weren't in the same room, we, we, it was challenging. We had to uh, arrange the songs and then send it off to them and hope that it, hope that it worked, you know, hope that it, so it was, uh, it was challenging for sure. But uh, the end result was a beautiful uh, tribute that ended up uh, airing um, during the Hispanic heritage awards. And, uh, uh, I would do it all over again, you know, um, getting to sing with these ladies like, uh, Gabby Moreno, uh, Carla Morrison, Lupe Infante, uh, La Marisol. Um, I'm forgetting one of them. Gosh, but they, they were amazing. They were, uh, um, and, and truly, you know, we, when we sent them the tracks, nobody, nobody sent anything back. Oh, we can't do it in this key or this. Everybody was, no, we got it. We got it. You know, and they nailed it. And, uh, and so it, it, it was a, it was, a, it was a really great process and I met some lovely people and, and, you know, it, it, uh, the, the, and now the, the door is open for collaborations with some, some amazing musicians. And so, uh, uh, that's what I, that, you know, uh, all, all is not lost, uh, you know, you know, as this year has gone gone by you know it's it's there have been some amazing moments and amazing opportunities well in espanol is a great album it's just it really is something that um to be proud of and it's fun and melodic and just it's it's just great i've been listening to it kind of nonstop, and uh everyone should run out and get a copy but it, it really uh was great talking to you about it and learning a little bit more about the backstory and my pleasure. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. It, it's, it's been a, it, it's, you know, it, it, it's, uh, it, uh, I, um, I feel, I, I feel like, like not all has been lost. I mean, it's been a, it's been a rough year, no doubt, you know, on everybody on, on crew guys, you know, um, people that work at, at venues, you know, technicians, uh, a lot of people out of work, a lot of people struggling. Um, and so all in all, I feel, uh, I feel so fortunate and, and blessed to, to have, uh, been able to, to do the things that we have been able to do. And, and, uh, you know, um, a lot of people have asked us, you know, why release that record, you know, this year in the middle of a pandemic. And, and, you know, I always, um, music has always been my go-to thing, 
in times of darkness, you know, I, I, uh, I mean, I've been through several, you know, I, I think people forget that, that, uh, you know, when nine 11 happened, that was a really, really dark time in this country. And literally there was no music anywhere. Um, on TV, there was no music at venues. There was nothing and nobody was celebrating anything. Everybody, you know, and it was, it was a, a rough, uh, a really dark, uh, scary time. And we got through that, you know, uh, we eventually got through that. And, um, you know, this year has been, has, has been that. And then some, you know, um, people are, people, heck this, the same amount of people are that died in nine 11 die every day, you know? So, uh, it's a, it's a crazy time for sure. But even with all that, um, that's why we, we decided to release, to release the, the record. It was ready. And, um, you know, um, music has a funny way of, of, of getting, getting you through this, not only physically, but emotionally and spiritually. And, and if it does that for us, it'll do that for a lot of people too, you know? Um, and, 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 and I always, uh, I always rely on the music. It's always gotten me through. And, um, and that's why, um, that's part of the reason we, de we decided to just go ahead and, and release it this year, you know? Um, and, 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 uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, as crazy as that seems in the middle of a pandemic, but, uh, but, uh, I'm, I'm glad we, we did it. Well, it's a 2020 bright spot and hopefully in 2021, we'll be able to hear it live somewhere. Yes. So that's, that's all <laughs> the hope that we have to connect again in person. So yeah, indeed, indeed. Raul, thanks so much for taking the time with us today. We really appreciate it. And hope, hope my pleasure. Wish you the best over the holidays, etc. Thank you, you too. And thanks, thanks for your time. And uh, we'll see you on the other side of this. Absolutely, you will. Thanks again. We hope you enjoyed this conversation with Raul Malo of the Mavericks. Be sure to listen to other Diddy TV podcasts for more from the leaders and legends in Americana and Roots music. And don't forget to visit DiddyTV.com for more exclusive on-demand content and to download the official Diddy TV app from your app store today. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.